Blog Talk Radio.
your voice to God. Come on, if you hear God calling you tonight, tonight, you can hear the voice of God calling you, hey, come, calling you by name, waiting on you. Would you lift your voice and say, I'm running to you. I hear you calling me, oh, oh, yes, yes, I hear you calling, say, I hear you calling, can you hear the voice of the Lord, come Father God, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people tonight, God. Hear on prolific fire and tell them what thus is the Lord. I pray over everybody that's is here tonight, Lord God, whether they're on the phone lines, whether they're on on Blog Talk Radio later, whether they listen to the Blog, blog Talk Radio right now, or whether they listen to the podcast later, God, whether they listen to Twitter or Facebook or however later, God. I pray over them, God, and I pray that they receive this word the way that you were, the way that you intended for them to receive it, Lord God, so that they would know why there is an enemy, a sign to their life while they have an enemy assigned to them. In your name be all the glory. Amen. To God be the glory. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your home host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. This word was a blessing to me and I hope it will be a blessing to you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 1 Samuel, chapter 1. There's 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10 from the NIV. Whenever the day came for Ekanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Panana, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, who was also his wife, He gave a double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? 
Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? He didn't understand. He didn't understand what she was going through. But he was trying to comfort her, but he didn't understand. Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in shallow, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Again, that's First Samuel chapter 1, verses 4 through 10 from the NIV. You know I like to make you think on prolific fire, so I'm going to open up with a question. Have you ever stopped to think that Panina was on assignment? Have you ever stopped to think that maybe Panina was on assignment? That's why she seemed to enjoy provoking Hannah so much. She enjoyed it, and she said things on purpose, things she knew would irritate Hannah. By on purpose, I mean it all had a purpose. Look at when she would do it. This was strategic. Just look at when she would do it. Let's look at when she would provoke Hannah because they weren't just random verbal attacks. Oh, no, they were not just random verbal attacks. Your Bible says this went on year after year whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord. That's when her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 7, NIV. Panana provoked Hannah into a fast. Panana provoked Hannah into a fast. The Bible says she would not eat. So Panana provoked Hannah into a fast. But that's not all. Your Bible says in deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 10, NIV. Panana provoked Hannah to pray harder, and the timing was perfect. She provoked Hannah to pray harder, and the timing was perfect. She provoked her to pray harder when she was there in the house of the Lord. Not just any time, but to pray harder when she was there in the house of the Lord. Sounds like a divine setup to me. Somebody sounds like a divine setup to me. Maybe it's just me, but it sounds like a divine setup to me. Beloved, everything you think is the devil is not not the devil at all. The devil is not the devil at all. God is using your enemy to provoke you into a season of breakthrough. God is using your enemy to provoke to pro, to provoke you into a season of breakthrough. Somebody look at your neighbor and say. It's all about to break through. Somebody look at your neighbor and say it's all about to break through. If you're alone, point to yourself and say, it's all about to break through for me. Make it personal. It's all about to break through for me. That's why you have an enemy assigned to you. That's why you have an enemy assigned to you. Why you have an enemy assigned to you. Tonight's message I hope I got your attention so far Yes indeed I hope I got your attention so far 
Think about this. Your Bible says Jesus prayed more earnestly when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed more earnestly when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, struggling with the reality of going to the cross. That's Luke 22, verses 39 through 44, New King James Version. God used the pressure of the cross to get Jesus as a man because, remember, when he was on this earth, he was both man and God. There was no separation. He was both man and God. God used, Therefore, God used the pressure of the cross to get Jesus as a man to pray more honestly, more earnestly, rather, more honestly. The end result. Jesus surrendered his will to the Father. Jesus surrendered his will to the Father and became the Savior of the world. For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16, NIV. Here's where most of us mess up, though. But here's where most of us mess up, though. When we hear the word gave or give, present tense, we automatically think about something being being given to us free of charge. When we hear the word give or gave the way the scripture says, for God so loved the word that he gave his one and only son, when we hear the word gave or give, present tense, we automatically think about something being given to us free of charge. We never think about something something costing us more than what money can pay. We never think about something costing us more than what money can pay. Some of us, we don't even think about things being more expensive than money can pay for. We think if we got money, then we, we we got it made, and that's not always the case. We never think about something costing us more than what money can pay. Your Bible says money answers all things. Your Bible says money answers all things, Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. But it does not say, but here's what it does not say. And I encourage you when you read the Bible, don't just look at what it says. But pay attention to what it does not say in reference to that particular scripture. It says, money answers all things, Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. But it does not say that money is the only answer to things. But it does not say that money is the only answer to things. Or how else would you explain Matthew 17 and 21? from the New King James Version, which tells us about the importance of prayer and fasting. If money was the only way to answer to things, how do you explain Matthew 17, verse 21, from the New King James Version? It tells us about prayer and fasting. It's the only way some things would come out. Prayer and fasting is the only way some things will come out. It's the only way to come forth. It's the only way some things will break through. Panana provoked Hannah into into not just praying but fasting. Therefore, Han, therefore Panana provoked Hannah into not just praying but fasting. And as a result, and as an end result, Samuel was conceived. Hannah was able to birth her dream. 
listen to this, Hannah was able to birth her dream in part because of the pressure Fanana put on her when she provoked her and kept on and kept on and kept on provoking her. Oh, beloved, 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 don't you underestimate the value of having an enemy in your life. You need what they bring to the table. God is trying to help you birth your dream by using that particular enemy in your life. They're assigned to your life. They're assigned to you for a reason. Oh, beloved, don't underestimate the value of having an enemy in your life. You need what they bring to the table. Hannah couldn't have birthed her dream of having a son without the pressure that Panana put on her. So I dare to say that you need that enemy that's in your life. You don't know the value of that enemy. But I pray after tonight that you will look at it from a different perspective. Somebody right now, if you're honest, be honest now. You ain't got to tell me, but be honest with yourself. Somebody right now, if you're honest, the only reason your prayer life is as rich as it is is because of the pressure you feel to prove some folks wrong. The only reason your prayer life is as rich as it is is because of the pressure you feel to prove some folks wrong. And God will let you go with that for a while. And he'll let you go with that for a while. You know why? Because he wants you close. He wants you close. So he'll let you use that excuse for a while because that's all it is. He'll let you get away with that for a while because he wants you close. More than anything, God desires intimacy with those he created. More than anything, God desires intimacy with those he created. Remember in Jeremiah 1 and 5 from the New King James, God says, before I formed you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Not only did God know you first, before any other relationship you would form. Not only did he know you first, before your mama, your daddy, your cousins, your best friend, all of that, before any of those people, not only did he know you first before any of those relationships were formed, but he wants to keep on knowing you on that level of him being first in your life before all others. He wants to be first. And if he has to draw you to him, under the under the false pretense of you trying to prove some stuff wrong, some prove prove some people wrong, then he'll do that for a while. If he has to draw you to him under the false pretense of you really just wanting to prove some folks wrong, then he'll do that for a while just because he wants you close. More than anything, God desires intimacy with those he created. Not only did he know you first, but he wants to keep on knowing you first. He wants to be first before all others, and he deserves to be first above above and before all others. So he lets you come close to him. So he lets you come close to him. Even though your mind is on them, on getting back at them, even though your mind is on proving them wrong, how many of y'all, be honest with yourself, you're going to tell me, how many of y'all have actually come to prayer with something else on your mind other than God? Come on now, be honest. 
what you were really thinking about was not godly at all. If you're honest, what you were thinking about was not godly at all. I know I'm not the only one this has happened to. I'm turning myself in tonight. I know this is. I know I'm not the only one this has happened to. Happened to. I know somebody else tonight know exactly what I'm talking about. But yet, God let me come close. And yet, God let you come close to Him. And guess what? While I had my mind on whatever, while while your mind was elsewhere, because we kept on coming in spite of, we just kept on coming in spite of, God did some purging. Because that's what it was really about. God did some purging. Somebody, God is purging you of your need to be right. Somebody, you just always need to be right. And God is purging your, purging you of your need to be right. Purging you of wrong thoughts. Purging you of wanting to prove some, phone, some folks wrong. He's purging you of wanting to prove some folks wrong. Which is another reason you need an enemy assigned to you. An enemy will push you in a position to be purged. That's what. That's another reason why you need an enemy assigned to you, because an enemy will push you in a position to be purged, be cleansed, be set free. Notice, I want you to notice from tonight's text how Hannah's best friend is not mentioned. I told you, don't just read the word and see what is mentioned, but think about what is not mentioned in that particular, particular as it relates to that scripture. Notice how Hannah's best friend is not mentioned. A teacher who might have thought well of Hannah is not mentioned either. She or he is not mentioned either. No best friend is mentioned. No teacher who might have liked Hannah thought well of her. The teacher is not even mentioned. That's because in this crucial season, Hannah didn't need encouragers. She didn't need encouragers. Somebody tonight, you don't need encouragers. She needed somebody who would provoke her. And just like just like Hannah, you need somebody that that will provoke you. That's why God sent you here tonight to hear this message. You don't need encouragers. You need somebody just like Hannah needed Panana. You need somebody to provoke you, who will push you to go deeper, to travail in the spirit until you feel a release. Hannah needed Panana to provoke her, to push her to go deeper, to travail in the spirit until she felt a release. She needed Panana. Panana was on assignment. Believe it or not, Panana was on assignment. Think about that person. Now I want you to think. Think about that person who is always making you mad right before you get ready to pray. Think about that person who is always, never fails. Either either they right there in the house with you and they make you mad right before prayer, or they call you on the phone and say something to you and make you mad right before prayer. Think about how they sometimes make you lose your appetite and you can't even eat. So much drama going on, overwhelmed with things going on surrounding them. Now think about how you pray harder, fast, seek differently because you need things to be different. Or you go before the Lord praying harder, fasting, seeking differently because you need things to be different after dealing with them, after dealing with your panana, whoever that person is. 
In closing, think about this too. Joseph's brothers already hated him because of their father's favoring him over them. Joseph in, in Genesis thirty seven, Joseph Joseph's brothers already hated him because of their father favoring him over them. But the dreams made it worse. The dreams had to make it worse. Your Bible says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was born to him in his old age, and he made an ornament robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream. It was then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, guess what? The Bible says that they they hated him all the more. That's Genesis thirty-seven, three through five, NIV. So Joseph had to know how his brothers felt about him. There's there's no way he couldn't have known. He had to know they couldn't even speak a kind word to him. So he had to know how his brothers felt about him. Could it be that them hating him? Pushed him to dream all the more. Here's my question to you again for tonight. Could it be that them hating him pushed him to dream all the more about a day when he would be in charge, about a day when they would have to bow to him, about a day when they would have to come to him? If so, beloved, if so, who is it that is pushing your dream? Who is it that is pushing your dreams, provoking your prayer life, causing you to fast? God said he will make your enemies your footstool. You remember that in the word? God said he will make your enemies your footstool because your enemies are the ones who provoke you to elevate. He said he will make your enemies your footstool. Here's the revelation that God gave me. He will make the enemy, your enemies your footstool because your enemies are the ones who provoke you to elevate. They are the ones that, that provoke you to step up and actually do something. Come on with your game. Step up. That's Psalms 110, verse 1, New King James Virgin. Your enemies will be the ones present, present at the table God is preparing for you, according to Psalms 23 and 5, because you're going to need someone. Listen to this revelation. Because you're going to need someone outside of your circle who can testify, serve as an eyewitness of just how good God has been, someone who is not biased, someone the world would believe, someone the world would believe. And how many of you know that the world will believe upon Nana before they ever think of think of believing on Hannah? So you need that Panana. You need that enemy assigned to your life. That's why you need that enemy assigned to your life. Somebody stop right now and just pause and give God praise. Father God, we thank you tonight for our enemies and the role they play in making us be who you would have us to be in you. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for this revelation. We give you praise. Amen. This concludes the message tonight. But if anybody's listening on the sound of my voice and you are not saved, now is the time to receive Jesus, to start on a relationship with Jesus. Open your heart and let him change 
your life little by little. The woman at the well talked to Jesus. I'm reminded of how the woman at the well talked to Jesus and kept on talking to Jesus until she no longer felt empty, until she was no longer empty, trying to hold on to a man who was not hers to begin with. You see, Jesus healed her past emotionally. He healed her past emotionally and gave her a new outlook on life in general. That's what salvation is meant to do for those of us who believe. That's what salvation is meant to do for those of us who believe. I want you to read John chapter 4, preferably from the NIV in your spare time. Come to Jesus. Father God, draw every person who is in sin and in need of change. Draw them to your son. Draw them to Jesus tonight. Draw them via the Holy Spirit. Let them open up and admit. Let them open up and admit. Help them open up and admit their need for Jesus in accordance with Romans 10, 9 and 10. Somebody on tonight, if you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation, because I no longer open the phone lines on Prolifify, the Holy Spirit led me to have one-on-one calls with you. So if you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation, you can always call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. Feel free to do so. And if you missed it, you you listening, but you didn't have a piece of paper or a pen to write it down, don't worry. I'm going to post it on all my social media. So you be feel free to reach out if you need to. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info because you feel led to so, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. Paypal.me slash prolificfire. The Cash App is a dollar symbol and the ministry's name, which is prolificfire. The P in prolific is capital. The L in fire is capital. Written all together, prolificfire. Dollar symbol in the front. And thank you to everybody who has sown, who has sown, who continue to sow. I pray that the Lord bless it back to you 36 to 100 fold, wherever you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you, Matthew 9 and 29. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. Like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also, check out ProlificFire.com. Also, if you're interested in sponsoring the child, you can reach out to me at the number that I just gave out or, or go on the website and find out the information. But I would prefer that you call me and we can talk about that as well. I've been a World Vision sponsor since 1997. And I've been a child ambassador about three years, connecting children with sponsors. So if you're interested in helping a child in need, have clean water, clean clothes, a good education, and just rebuilding their community to get them out of poverty and live a better life and leave that type of legacy in the earth, when you're gone, you still got people all over the world testifying of the goodness of God that they've seen through you. Sometimes you don't have to speak God to people. You don't have to read the scripture to people. Just your actions shows them God. So if you want to be a part of that, because it's not expensive, it's not nearly expensive as you 
think for most of us, a cost of sponsor one child is more than our phone bill. And for some of us, the phone bill is way more than that. So it's, it's affordable. If you want to do it, reach out. Now, if you don't reach out to me for prayer for whatever reason, feel free to come back here Friday night and be with my sister in ministry, Prophetess Pay, as she leads us in prayer on Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pay. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that you called tonight, 347-426-3782. Your prayer request would be taken then too, so call in. Then join me. Providence stays back here saying nighttime and place for another word from the Lord. Until then, everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.